0: I am super excited to announce that we now have a formal partnership with The Prospect Wizard. And when I say wizard, I mean wizard. Obviously, you have a website. This allows you to convert your website traffic visitors directly into leads. It's not just another chatbot, and it's not AI, but it allows a visitor to call, text, or leave a voicemail. Immediately goes to you, your sales team, or anyone else in the club instantly, MIT shows a study that if you contact the lead within 10 minutes, chance of them converting goes up nine times that of the average. We got the Atlanta clubs on it, Vita Fitness, Gold's Gym, Mountainside, City Fitness, Philly, College Park. Become one of the next Halo companies to deploy the wizard. It's easy to use. Go to the prospectwizard.com, get a free 30-day trial. Talk to my boy, Dave gallon He will get you all set up and let the leads flow based on the wizard. Go get them. This is Pete Moore on Halo Talks NYC. I have the pleasure of bringing Matt Schober. We're going to talk concierge health. We're going to talk Anselaer Revenue streams and new communities that you can bring into your health and fitness studio. So Matt, welcome to your first Halo Talks.
1: Uh, thank you so much. it's a, It's a pleasure to join you here uh, here Pete and um, I'm excited to to talk with you and and talk about ancillary revenues and how we can drive uh, revenues to new revenue streams to the clubs. Awesome.
0: So you operate under Concierge Health, which kind of has you know the, the term concierge is obviously very well known and, and people love to have a concierge. So talk about where
1: the name came from and what the mission is. Yeah. So, uh, the, the, the name came from one, we used to be gym farm, just so everybody knows we were gym farm before, uh, we evolved the name because I, I, I always joke around. I was actually being sold gym wipes all the time. And I, I, we're obviously a software, not a, not a fitness facility. Uh, we right. provide services to fitness facilities. Um, and, and that's kind of what we're here to talk about. Uh, but concierge health, um, it was about providing concierge level service. I'm um, trying to customize, um, one, customized benefits and journeys for people, but also making sure that, you know, those great experiences also transfer down to operators, um, you know, being there to support them, being able to bring uh, high level service um, and automations to to their operational suite of uh, features that they had in their club.
0: So, so what part of the, you know, market would you say like has not been, you know, satirized or monetized or capitalized on? That that you're basically geared up to basically help someone capture.
1: Yes, yeah, so you know one of the big things I think we we find ourselves in is we find ourselves in with with two sides of, of of our business and two sides of of where you can tackle um, ancillary revenues. One being the insurance market. Um, there's the, the Medicare market, which is obviously you know predominantly multiple programs, um, which they they have. You know these programs where you can get paid based on usage and different things like that, but there's a lot of operational demands that go along with it. So it makes makes it a little challenging for clubs to to participate. So they they either choose not to, um, or they only choose to to pick and choose which ones they operate with because it's it it makes it difficult for them to do the reporting and the verification and things like that. Um, and then there's there's also the corporate side of 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 businesses um, where where there's a lot of employees that have access to you know the ability to get benefits and, and these employers are trying to offer benefits, but the clubs just need to get exposed to them and, and be out there for them. You know, there are programs like, like gym pass. Um, but there are also some other, other programs out there where, where even if they wanted to generate them themselves, they could, you know, create their own program. And and some of the services that we provide can actually help support them, um, in creating either local or regional or even national, um, You know, employer relationships and and help manage that with the software that we provide.
0: Got it. So, uh, you know, as as I look back, you know, it's probably less than it was before, but like 10 years, you look at like a tech stack and you might have 10 software companies, you might have 10 different logins, you might have some that API, some that don't. How have you guys kind of looked at this and said, all right, let me make this as as easy to configure, manage, and not create another layer of, you know, technical or operational management? And and how have you kind of thought about that since you guys are really from? You know the user side.
1: Yeah, yeah. So one of the big things we we've done is is to create yeah one one system where they can operate with multiple programs. Um, that that's one of our specialties is to to work with the with the with the locations to be able to get, and get to the programs to to be able to do that validation and that reporting all in one place um, to do it automated in a sense where they can operate with multiple programs so they don't have to now have to. Configure a file for a different for each program. We actually, you know, we also automate that process. So there's, there's, we take away that operational demand. Um, and the other side is, is, is also, um, you know, just, just working with them, having to go to multiple pages. Um, one of the most recent upgrades for our, our access granted product is. Um, we actually are now working directly inside of the management system so no going to a separate web page we work with your onboarding directly We can actually pull that data directly in after you've onboarded them with their wellness ID and we can validate and then actually uh, flag a member um, for their in- if they're ineligible either at point of uh, when they're when they're signed up or, on a monthly basis, to make sure that if someone's eligibility does change, that you're not having to scrounge to 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 find that revenue <laughs> that, that you may have lost um, from that. So we've placed Got everything it. in one place and made it very simple and easy for them to operate it.
0: Got it. So so there's a number of companies out there, not that many, but but a number of companies. One that are on the Medicare, you know, Medicare Advantage side, or whether it's on the software side, you know, whether it's you, whether it's Weld, whether it's um, ASH. Uh, whether it's um, uh, uh, silver sneakers and it's uh, you know, Optim's network, so yep. like out of those networks, do you cohabitate with them? Do you manage the revenue stream there? Um, are people using multiple softwares or multiple networks? How, how does that kind of play out so far?
1: So typically, you know, we 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 work with, with Optum and we, you know, we've worked with, with some, some tivity, you know, with the tivity side of things for, for your silver sneakers, um, and working on, on bringing in more programs because there is the American specialty health with silver and fit. Um, and there's also the peer fit, uh, Medicare advantage program that's coming out. Um, and we're working with them as they start to update their APIs to be able to make it a singular singular platform. Um, you know, weld also provides uh, similar features. Typically a location is going to pick one or one or the other of the, of the two softwares to, to start to, um, you know, operate their programs and, and and aggregate their their data to to do the reporting for each program. Um, so they they'll they'll be looking to to pick one software so that they have a simple, easy use of uh, of a system. They don't want to have you know for Optum they wouldn't want to have concierge health and then you know potentially weld for american specialty out they'd rather have one or the other for for both and that's gotcha. you know that's and that and that's just a user experience based based on a location because the best thing for them is to have a singular software which regardless of which one they choose um, we, we we our goal is is for them to have the best you know the best solution possible so whichever one is best suited for them is is what they should be choosing
0: got it so you know medicare advantage um having seniors come into your facility you know we've only been talking about this since you know at least 1999 uh <laughs> when, when i started in the industry um uh, and some some clubs were getting pretty material uh you know checks at the time from yeah. uh, from from these programs you know if, if i'm a health club operator and, and you're like my uh my mentor and i say hey matt i'm thinking about putting in a uh, you know redoing my basketball court and putting in a pickleball court i'm thinking about trying to hire you know a few more personal trainers Uh, or I'm thinking about getting on, you know, the concierge system. Um, What's your pitch to say, look, this is the easiest way to actually not have to put down money for, you know, maybe just for a software configuration versus actually like a renovation project. And here's what your potential returns are without getting too much into like how much I can make or like any kind of profits claims. Um, You know, how, how do you think about that as 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 mentoring me?
1: Yeah. So one of the biggest things is, is that these types of programs can generate, uh, revenue for you. So they're going to generate, you know, revenue based on usage. So it's going to be also about what you put into it. Once that member kind of gets attracted to you also about how you're out there in the public, trying to attract your members to your, to your location, um, when it comes to those Medicare, um, advantage and, um, and maximizing their visits, you know, so that your, your, you know, your goal will be to cap out, um, the the number of visits so that you're, you're getting paid in full for that membership of that Medicare person. Um, The best thing you can do with it also is, is like what we do inside of concierge health is we provided our system at a, at a low cost. We're not looking to, you know, we're looking for volume. We look to, you said, we, we want to be able to provide this for, you know, Every club, where it's not going to be a, a hard hit to your your balance sheet. Um, so, you know, our our system starts at at ten dollars per location per program per month. So it makes it very economical and very easy um, because we're connecting in with the, your APIs. Um, if there is an API fee and you're only using one program, then you'd have to be covering that. But the, it's a minimal cost. You know, we, we consider that a minimal cost for if you you know if you have you know your return on investment could be. You know, $100, $200, $300 for the program on a, on a low end, um, but you're only paying about $10 per program per month. So, you know, your, your, your cost benefit is 10 to 1. Um, yeah. Typically, on I what see. you're doing when it comes to that, if you could get three or four members in the system.
0: This is Pete Moore. I want to let you in on a little secret. There's this company called Promotion Vault, and what they do is they give out rewards from retailers that allow you. To incentivize your members without having to do zero down and one month free, or giving away shakes or giving away t shirts. What you want to do is build a rewards program that lasts, that people value, and that doesn't discount your own products and services. So here's the deal there's something called Rewards Vault. The Rewards Vault is going to allow a member to set up their own profile. They are going to answer questions. You are going to get those answers. You're going to be able to target those members. And you're going to reward them inside your club, inside your spa, and outside of the club and outside of the spa to get them to become loyal, to get them to pay their monthly dues, and to be rewarded properly for the actions. A lot of companies are cutting back on rewards. You shouldn't be. Promotion vaults your answer. Trust me, this is real. So... Are there a lot of clubs now that have kind of said, okay, when these people walk in, like here's a new playbook of how we're going to treat them. Um, historically, it's been basically, you have access, you know, maybe there's somebody who kind of says, Hey, maybe we should offer, you know, coffee and bagels to these people. and get more of them to come in because we get paid on a per visit basis, or yep. maybe there's flexibility or there's court training or there's, you know, how not to get hurt and pickleball, Um, Are you seeing people say, Hey, thanks for the, thanks for the lead or thanks for the traffic. Now actually, let me make sure they actually come back here. So it's not just a random visit.
1: Yeah. I think that there, there, there are ones, the ones that we're seeing that are capitalizing on it are, are providing, um, they kind of have a different playbook for, for their onboarding system. When they have them come in, they, they try to follow up with those Medicare members, um, to, because they're getting paid on that usage basis. Um, you know, some that, some that, some have the playbook some don't so you know it just really is is about you know your personal preference and your bandwidth for your for your staff but the ones who find the most success are the ones who are are looking to generate a, you know a good experience and focusing on the member experience and that's kind of what our software is doing is is saying let us take away the operational part let us take away the verification part let us take away the reporting part so you can focus on that member and then drive them to come in more, more sessions, more times, instead of maybe getting them to come in two or three times, maybe you can get them to come in eight and cap them out at that, that session base. So, you know, there are ones that, are, that have decided to maybe potentially offer different types of services. Um, there are other ones that also offer uh, specific types of classes, maybe once or twice, you know, twice a week. They try to right. do them twice or three times a week during, you know, maybe off-peak hours where they have a, a Medicare Advantage type of class that will attract those members to come into the club um, with like-minded people that are, that are part of that, that, you know, let's call it silver fitness group that are looking to do say uh, a low impact, you know, group exercise program or something like that.
0: Okay. So I got two things that are bothering me. It has nothing to do with you. I'm not going to call you Matthew. Um, two things that bother me about the industry and the way this is kind of set up. When you go into a new client, would it be possible for you to get information? And let's just say from Optum, um, there's, there's 8,000 people with a 15 minute drive that are in the Optum network that when this club actually signs up and allows our members to go in there and utilizes concierge you know, to actually manage the eligibility, like this is the size of the opportunity. And my second follow-up question is, why isn't there a fucking school bus that goes and picks people up with a branded logo that says, hey, this is the Medicare Advantage bus or this is the Optum bus or this is the Tiffany bus or this is the Gold's
1: Gym bus? Why can't we get back to a school bus? Okay, so the, your first question um, I do believe Optum has the data. Um, sometimes when the clubs sign up with that specific program, they don't provide me that information. They'll, you know, if at a request of a brand, uh, typically they can provide it. Uh, I'm not sure how much they provide it. They don't give us as much bandwidth on, on how much yeah, they're willing probably to
0: HIPAA compliance related to that. Yeah. I'm just saying like, you know, let's actually, if we're going to go in here, let's actually get everybody to, to know that. Yeah, you it can easy.
1: start. Yeah, you could start working into the data sets and, and you know, there, there are ways to, to work into that marketing data set, um, you know, for for locations to help them do that. And then just understand, like, look, we have eight thousand Medicare Advantage members in our area. You know, we now that need to start marketing to those people um, that that is that is a, a great point. And I think that, you know, like you said, I think are the programs providing it. At the current moment, I think if you request it, they will. But I don't think it's a standard. I think that okay. it should be standard because you know you should know the, the bandwidth of your opportunity, you know, in the area, you know, because you know you you can always look and see how many clubs are around you, but you don't know how many how many members are around you that are actually you know eligible for this for that service, at least for that specific program when you're signing up. Um, so that would that that's obviously very important information, um, you know, and something that you know even myself probably will take back to those programs and say, look, I think that this is part of their onboarding. They should know about this. And maybe it's something that we can add into the platform so that people can see that. And then they can see how they're, how they're managing based on, Oh, look, I have 20 Medicare Advantage members from Optum and they're saying there's 8,000 in my area. And then in a 10 mile radius, why is it not, why am I not getting better? And and so that, that, that is a, you know, perfect marketing opportunity and, and ability for them. Uh, the other part about the bus, um, I've always wondered why people didn't like look for like maybe senior living communities where people are physically active and able to go to a gym. Um, why aren't they just, you know, do they have a bus or a van or something? like that? And, You know, it probably falls down to liability um, of picking people up. Um, but I know that some programs have looked at um, the opportunity for transportation to lifestyle benefit uh, products like as part of their Medicare advantage, um, which would fall into like the fitness category where they'd be able to get a ride from wherever they are to the gym. Um, and, and the, the program may cover a little bit of it, but like you said, why, why are fitness clubs not getting like a, a little bus or TV or, or some of these guys getting a bus? I'm not, I'm not sure they'll get the bus, but I think that, you know, there's obviously opportunities for clubs to say, why, you know, why don't I look at the, the the different pockets of where there might be more seniors where I can generate them. If I participate in these programs, like looking at, you know, like I mentioned, senior living communities where it's a, you know, it's maybe not assisted living, but it's a senior community, um, over 65 where they don't probably have a full out gym or group X classes where they'd be able to come in there and say, look, I can offer you a free membership here. Can, you know, You know how can we do that? And a lot of those locations have a van that then you could probably talk to them about. Like I mentioned, a scheduled class, maybe a group X class, where they can then say, "Look, we're gonna have this group X class every day for seniors at 12. Can you make sure the bus is gonna bring people here at 11:45? And you know you can schedule it to bring them there. So that that that's just a marketing effort by by the by each location to try to find maybe a senior living near them that can then generate that that. You know, motion and movement of of Medicare Advantage people into the platform.
0: Gotcha. Okay, my next question is related to, you know, if, if I've got thirty clubs or forty or fifty clubs, obviously I have a pretty big corporate overhead team. I might have somebody who's head of partnerships. Um, you know, responsible for ancillary revenue streams, um, community builder, wh- whatever the 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 role and responsibility. Who do you typically try to interface with on the other side. And if it's a independent operator, you know, he or she may be, you know, fighting fires and you might catch them for five minutes and then it's a six to twelve month sales cycle and they'll find about how much money somebody else made or how beneficial it was, you know, at the next trade show and then call you back. Um, but but who are you like, who's the counterparty on the other side? And how do you feel like their role or their directive, you know, is, is truing up to like, Hey, this is actually something we need to focus on.
1: Yeah. So when it comes to the larger the larger groups, like when it's not just the owner operator, um, who's in there, you're typically looking at, um, you know, the, an operations officer or a revenue officer. Um, you know, typically that's who we find we're interfacing with. We, you know, we end up going downstream a little bit towards, you know, someone who's directing those programs, but, Ultimately, the person who's making that decision, that decision maker is that revenue or or operations person, because that that falls under their purview of like how much revenue are we generating from third party programs. Um, So that's who we're 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 typically working with and um, and looking to 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 help educate them on the service that we can provide that frees them up to do other things um, allows them to manage more programs. Um, and, and we always say, we're not taking away the job of the person who manages the program. That's one of the biggest things we always try to help people understand it's we're making them more efficient to help each location operate better. You know, and even that, that person who's managing that program, helping them not lose revenue, helping them make sure that each location is also maximizing those, those benefits with those individuals. So like we said, they're focusing on driving more usage at the location instead of trying to follow these operational procedures, which are different than the general onboarding of a member that you're collecting a credit card from. They have to create a specific membership type, collect their their ID number, uh, their wellness ID number for each program. They have to collect, uh, you know, their date of birth correctly. If that's not, if some of that information is incorrect you know, the person's file can, you know, and you won't find that out for two months that their file is actually not going to be paid for. So, you, you know, that's that's a hard part for that operations person, that front desk person who may be onboarding that person. They may forget to do that. So if if we can take away that operational demand there, it's, it allows them to focus on the individual and, and that person's experience.
0: Got it. And, and the last question I have is related to, when we first spoke, you said you had some new tools Maybe some AI that you were putting in, uh, on some of the member engagement pieces of your platform. Can you can you talk a little bit about that as a new feature set or a new rollout?
1: Yeah. So we have we actually have a whole whole new platform uh, called Connections. Um, Connections is our, our our brand new platform. It's actually an it's an employer well-being, an employee well-being, health and well-being platform. Um, it's an engagement platform that has um, AI built into it. It has, um, so it has AI coaching It has AI nutrition. Um, it also connects a lot of uh, mental health, uh, behavioral, uh, you know, behavioral health, emotional health, and obviously the fitness clubs would be that physical health part of it. Um, the part of connections that, that we've really kind of evolved it into from our experience with working with um, insurance companies was is to to create an engaging experience for the individual, but also uh, maximize partner uh, exposure um, and also giving partners tools in order to be able to to utilize this. So one of the things is is that if you have local relationships or regional or even national relationships as a as a large national brand, you can use connections to manage. Um, those relationships instead of coming in with a point solution to that corporation. And they're kind of maybe a little hesitant on doing a membership rate with you. Um, but it also allows us to, we also come in and manage the eligibility of that employee. So they don't have, so the same way we would do for a Medicare Advantage program, we're going to do that for your employer programs that you run from a local regional or, or national level. So then you can then start generating more revenues from that, um, instead of just, um, just having, you know, your tools of like someone comes in and says, Oh, I work at Citibank. Okay. That you have this rate. And then that person may leave the company two months later and you're still giving them that membership rate for, for seven, eight, 10 months. Um, we're able to help navigate that, make sure that the people are still eligible for that rate as well. And then the one other thing with, uh, I think what I mentioned earlier was, is that the other tool that, that was updated with access granted was is access granted is actually Completely embedded into your um, onboarding system, so it will it will actually pick up the exact uh, the membership type of the individual. We'll pick up those new members every night and actually process eligibility in that evening, um, and then be able to flag that individual um, if they are ineligible. If they aren't ineligible, our system will then process them for every visit that they do and start you know creating a uh, a file for you to submit at the end of every month. And then, you know, in order to eliminate them having to go into our platform, we actually, what we do is we actually email them the the file of each program that they work with so that they can just automatically upload them because they're in the format in which they have to upload. So they never have to come into the concierge health portal. They never have to go to a web page to do uh, eligibility validation. and um, And it'll continuously do that validation over time.
0: This is Pete Moore. Here's the last tip for you of the podcast. We are partnered up with a company called Higher Dose, higherdose.com. They are the leader in workout recovery products, infrared technology, LED light masks, neck enhancers, and other products such as PEMF mats and sauna blankets. If you have not gotten on the workout recovery train yet, your time and your stop is now. You got to get these products in there before these workout recovery and spas end up saturating your market, having your members walk out of the club and going into one of their locations for 200 bucks per month where they're paying 39 to you. Let's become an expert in workout recovery if we are already an authority in workouts. Higher Dose, check it out. There's a wholesale code and we look forward to helping you augment your products and services to meet the demands of your members, and hey, let's get people happy, healthy, and sweating, and the recovery should be just as good as the workout. All right, to end here, I got some lightning round questions for you. Okay, yeah, I so get to know you because you're like the the face of the company
1: here. So, are you a morning or nighttime workout guy? Uh, I am. I'm actually a even like mid afternoon nighttime type of person. I, uh, I kind of split my workouts. So it's kind of a little weird you know, like for me, I do my cardio in the morning. I run with my dogs for about two and a half miles. And then, uh, I do my, my lifting part towards the afternoon, pretty methodical right. on my days where I kind of just split it up. So.
0: Right. Well, thanks for the, uh, the, the, tell us if it's working and maybe we can <laughs> cut it up like intermittent fasting. We'll call it intermittent workouts, uh, <laughs> be the new theme.
1: Um, I can tell you it works for me. It it, it works for me because I, <laughs> I don't have to, I don't get tired during my lifting part, but I do get my cardio in. So. Yeah.
0: All right. So on Netflix, we comedy, drama, documentary,
1: horror, anime. Uh, so predominantly I'll look for the comedy. I like, I like to have my, my, my lightheartedness because the, you know, obviously working all day, I like to have some lightheartedness, but I also do like to to experience those documentaries here and there. So. Um, so most- as you
0: become, as you become more and more of an entrepreneur, are you, do you have more OCD or do you let it flow a little more?
1: Uh, I, I'm I, OCD, by the way. I, I've developed my OCD. Uh, I, I'm very methodical. I'm very like, okay, I have my stuff. I have my start of my day. So I'm, I'm very, very OCD when it comes to, to, to my behaviors.
0: All right. A couple more value or, or growth investor.
1: Uh, value. Um, in my mind, I, I think you know there's a lot of there's a lot of importance on on value, um, the value they can bring um versus you know, growth money or anything like that.
0: Gotcha. And the last one is uh if you weren't an entrepreneur, what would you be? Well,
1: I you know, <laughs> I, I start to think of that one and I'm like, you know, what would I do? I, I have a I have a passion for real estate. So I think I I'd probably want to get into real estate in some capacity. Um, if it's either you know, because I, because I kind of do a lot of the business development sales. You could probably imagine I'd probably be in like, you know, real estate sales or something like that probably, um, would probably be what I would be doing if it wasn't for, uh, for, you know, working with concierge health and, and developing this product.
0: All right. Well, uh, keep up the good work for the industry. Don't quit your day job. If I find you in a real estate, uh, CBL, so I'm going to pull you back out. All All right. right, uh, Thanks for getting on the show, giving us a little, uh, precursor on what uh, what you get with uh, concierge health and the benefit of actually focusing on this, this uh, category uh, for their for their for their purposes and for ours
1: right so now I really appreciate it it's been an honor to, to speak with you today and awesome.